Hello, I'm Thomas Avihana, Stratfor Global Security Analyst at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analyses. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. You are listening to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. Turkey's president recently replaced the country's central bank governor. It's one major move in an ever-evolving crisis. What's going on? Emily Hawthorne is here with guidance. She's Stratfor's senior Middle East and North Africa analyst at RAIN. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. What is going on with Turkey's economy? Yeah, there's been a lot of attention on this recent reshuffle that you mentioned at the helm of Turkey's central bank. Um, and it is really important. Um, I think it, it can be easy to sort of disregard a topic that could be boring, like, oh, central bank leadership. And um, But this is really important for Turkey uh, because of what's going on right now in the country with respect to its foreign currency reserves, with respect to really high inflation. Um, and President Erdogan just made it a lot more complicated by abruptly firing uh, the central bank governor after he had only been in office really less than five months. Um, So he's really thrown this financial sector into turmoil and really opened up the question for, okay, what does this mean for Turkish monetary policy moving forward? And and is that going to throw the economy into disarray? Or is it going to have the stabilizing effect that Erdogan hopes it will? So Emily, what was the initial impact of this move? Well, the initial impact of the move was a very sharp negative market reaction. The Turkish lira slid. There was a sharp drop on the Istanbul Stock Exchange. There was quick loss in value for stocks that um, have a lot of exposure to Turkish companies and, and Turkish holdings. A lot of that has stabilized since, but I think the economic impact from here on out is really going to depend on what this new team does in terms of monetary policy. And that gets to the question of, okay, why did President Erdogan dismiss a central bank governor after he'd only been on the job for less than five months? President Erdogan is is well known to have a somewhat unconventional belief that high interest rates actually cause inflation. Turkey is suffering through pretty high inflation right now. And Erdogan believes that higher interest rates are are actually one of the drivers to that rather than a tool to help tame it. And so this is where clearly President Erdogan is hoping that, okay, this new central bank governor will likely lower rates and he hopes that that will stoke some domestic consumption, will sort of revive the economy by, by continuing to grow, sort of promoting economic activity. Um, But that's a big gamble, and it really does depend on what happens with inflation. And it's just unclear if things are going to happen in the way that Erdogan is hoping. Again, because he really does hold quite an unorthodox belief with respect to interest rates, inflation, and, and growth. And I think a big risk here, one of the key reasons why this move is concerning from an economic standpoint, is uh, we're seeing dampened foreign investor sentiment. This kind of move, it was the 
third replacement of a central bank governor in Turkey since 2019. That's a lot of turmoil at the head of the central bank. And that kind of points to this idea that the central bank may not be as independent as certainly foreign investors would want to see. That's going to dampen foreign investor sentiment, which ultimately will mean that Turkey is not getting the kind of foreign currency inflows that it needs. And for a country like Turkey that really does need foreign currency, especially because of the significant amount of liabilities it has and a lot of foreign currency denominated debt, it just all points to a pretty worrying picture for Turkey economically um, in the near to midterm. Separately, what about the political component? What does this mean politically within Turkey? Well, it, it is clear that um, President Erdogan has a lot of control over the system. That is something that is playing very poorly with Turkish opposition parties, of which there are many. There are elections coming in 2023 in Turkey, which, yes, that's two years away, but that's not very long when you think about an election timeline. So already Erdogan and his Justice and Development Party are receiving a lot of attacks in the press um, and sort of in the political sphere by all those notable challengers, political parties that are going to be challenging the AKP, that Justice and Development Party in 2023. But it's also important to note that there's clearly a political motivation to Erdogan's decision. It's important to note some of the history of the AKP, um, which really is, you know, the dominant ruling party in Turkey right now. It came to power in the 2000s amid a boom in Turkish economic growth. Um, A lot of that was credit fueled, so some vulnerability to the growth there, but it, it really was a party that was able to deliver a lot of economic benefit to a lot of Turks across social classes. And that was a huge reason why Erdogan was popular and why he remains popular in Turkey among his his base. And I think that Erdogan wants to be able to deliver that kind of economic growth that made him so powerful. The problem is the fundamentals of the global and Turkish economy are different now than they were in the early 2000s. And so this high inflation that you're seeing in Turkey, it's its driven by factors within Turkey, but it's also driven by global factors. Um, Erdogan can't control that. So just promoting unfettered growth by easing, if we do see monetary easing and lowering interest rates in the way that Erdogan would probably like to see, it's not necessarily going to have the same impact that it would have had in the early 2000s. Um, So I I think there's a lot of political calculations going on, um, certainly in the ruling party. And they're all part of this calculation of, okay, how does the Justice and Development Party maintain, but also maximize its gains in the 2023 elections? How does it fend off challengers, like those opposition parties that are unhappy about this? And one of the ways that they think that's possible is continuing to deliver economic growth in the way that they see fit. So what should we be watching for coming up? Certainly in the very near term, we should be watching for the next central bank monetary policy committee meetings, which sounds dull, but that's when they're going to be in April and in in May. um, There are scheduled meetings where they're going to decide, okay, what do we do about interest rates? Do we keep them steady? Do we raise them? Do we lower them? I mean, at Stratfor, we certainly expect that um, they will certainly 
at least maintain them, if not lower them. We don't expect this team to go for a rate hike. That's one of the reasons why this outgoing governor was dismissed in the first place. So watching what happens with those interest rates is really important because it's going to have an immediate impact on the Turkish lira, which will, again, it will impact any sort of, you know, stock holdings that have any sort of Turkish component to them. So not just going to impact Turkey. I think also moving forward, the political component is is key to watch. President Erdogan is trying to find the right way to challenge those opposition parties that are um, attacking Erdogan for making what they see as unwise economic and financial decisions. But if President Erdogan deems it possible that uh, he has enough of a popular base that he could perform well in those elections, it's very possible that he tries to call for early elections. And that's something that would be a risky move on Erdogan's part based on some of the the polling data that we have that indicates that some of the popularity of the Justice and Development Party is decreasing, impacted by economic factors and others. Um, But again, President Erdogan is very shrewd politically. He's very capable at sort of reading the cards and and certainly um, wouldn't shy away from calling early elections if he thinks it would bring him the result he wants in 2023 just a little bit earlier. So that's a bit of a long shot, but it's certainly something to watch. Emily Hawthorne is Stratfor Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst at Rain. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Get regular intelligence updates on global geopolitics with the free Stratfor Worldview newsletter from Rain. Sign up at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Thank you.